podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. My name's Dan Kennett. And with me to go over um, a little bit later than some other places, but it's our Monday night record to go over the um, fourth time in six seasons that Real Madrid have ended our uh, European campaign. I've got the rest of the crew. I've got my namesake, Mr. Daniel Rhodes. Evening, Rhodesy. Have a nice weekend with no reds, uh, no reds to watch. <laughs> no, it was it was quite painful. I know we've had some painful games to watch, but it's painful not having anything and then watching teams either go further ahead of you or get through in cups or whatever. All the things that we had last season, we haven't got anymore, and we've also got this break. Um, but I did get a pass to collect this one from Gags as a little early indicator for anyone thinking there's going to be pressing. Um, yeah. said before the game, fair play to him. Don't, don't do it. Yeah, he said there's no need to do this. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> and I do have the dynamic sports science duo as well. First of all, it's uh, the most qualified man in sports science. It's Mr. Phil Barter. How you doing, mate? You all right? I'm all right. What did you substitute the Reds for this weekend? Uh, Mother's Day, wasn't it? So I spent the time uh, making my wife feel good so she'd put up with me moaning about the Reds for the rest of the season. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are that age, you sort of have to do the Mother's Day on their behalf of the kids. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know how it works. You know the it golden works. age of parenting. Oh, it's wonderful, isn't it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And the hardest working man in sports science is Mr. Simon Brundish. Hey, boys. How are you doing, boss? Same question to you, mate. What did you substitute the Reds for? Uh, not watching football on TV, that's for sure. We had a match on Sunday. Uh, it, it's weird not having a Liverpool game in it. it, it like it because it because it you, the weekend is built around it, yeah. and so not having it, it's just it feels odd. I don't follow the other teams at all. Uh, like um, Jesse will tell me who's scored or whatever because they're in his fantasy team or something. Um, <laughs> But that's pretty much it. And on Sunday during the games, like Arsenal's score was coming up because uh, our captain is an Arsenal fan and her dad was at the game and it's a thing. But apart from that, yeah, nothing. And then it's Mother's Day. So uh, I've got like uh, late teenage kids who are now old enough to buy their mother her own present. So, uh, which I love tremendously, go to town and they still managed to skank me out of the money, but uh, it's all good. Yeah, I, I did. I did three loads of washing and cooked a three-course meal. That, that was my. That was my wow. Son. What a good son you wow. are! Three-course <laughs> not for my mom, for, for for my children's mom. Okay, all <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I thought you meant for your ma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, I also did a 
bit of, I did a bit of a deep dive on uh, on Trent's jewels. Oh, good. Oh, that's exciting stuff. Oh, uh, by the way, Rosie, can you just explain, please, please explain to the listeners um, what your chat GPT present was, Mother's Day present was for your mother? <laughs> I, t- I said, can you can you write me a funny um, a funny Mother's Day poem in a Yorkshire accent, please? <laughs> did, and, and did it learn a Yorkshire accent? Was it was it like a limerick? <laughs> it was very very good. Um, can can was, you remember it? Can I remember it? Absolutely not. Um, but I will uh, read you the first bit. It says, "Hey, it's Mother's Day, so let's let's give a cheer <laughs> for all our mums who's been with us year after year. This fed us, closed us, and wiped our tears. So raise a cuppa and say cheers. You're from Yorkshire, you know what I mean. Our mums are tough, but they're never mean. They'll give you a clout, but then give you a hug. They'll never leave you feeling like a Mardi bug. And there's another three uh, verses, and it's way better than I could have done. Wow. I like the way they got way they got Mardi in there as well. Yes, That's good, they yeah, I didn't know Mardi was, was I, I thought it was a Derbyshire thing. Well, it's just South Mardi Yorkshire, Derbyshire. It's like that, yeah, Mardi, yeah. Yorkshire, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stroppy. Yeah. To rest, to, to rest of the world listening, probably stroppy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sulky maybe, sulky. Okay. Anyway, that's anything that avoids talking about uh, Real Madrid one, Liverpool nil, <laughs> six three on aggregate. Um, I say six two on aggregate. Goodness me, six three. Uh, right, but before we talk about the game, Sai, I want to talk about our latest injury, Stefan Bajetic, the. Teenage protege, 17 years old, um, doesn't play all season, comes into the team in maybe late January, in our rough spell mid-January, um, plays, a le- plays a lot of games in a lot of short space of time. And then what happens? Then, you, then the teenage boy gets, suddenly gets a, a, a stress-related overuse um, issue. So uh, inflammation of the... Uh, basically where one of the hip tendons um, inserts into the um, hip socket. Um, I think people would understand that most. Um, So where a tendon meets the bone, you get, it pulls a lot more than the tendon is used to in strain. And so uh, you get basically tennis elbow, but of the uh, groin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So like an overuse injury, yeah. Absolutely um, overuse injury, um, and it's the same thing that te- that Cade got uh, di- got um, diagnosed with uh, fourteen months ago. Jesus, uh, and uh, there's been many other examples of young players with this kind of injury before stress related injuries. Before, I mean, obviously one of the most famous ones back in the day was Jack Wilshere at Arsenal. Yeah, age eighteen, and it, but he was horrend- he had horrendous injuries for three or four years after his. You know, debut season where he played about four thousand minutes, wasn't it? Age, age seventeen or something, crazy. Yeah, that's and that's next level compared to this. This is this is not playing. This is so so. Take youth football, youth professional phase football, even um, as they because as they sign their professional contracts and start playing for under twenty, under twenty threes, under eighteens, under twenty threes, whatever. Um, the mo- they play one match a week. But even then, it's probably uh, fewer than 22 matches a year. Mm. 
spread so out they over don't nine have months. a massive chronic load anyway. They don't, they're not building up a huge, huge residual capacity to to play professional football at that level yet. Because they're still, it's always on the conservative side of of uh, injury risk. And then stepping up at such a young age before you've built resilience and tolerance to such um, volumes, you um, jumping up to the first team and then bear in mind that they don't play, they don't play weekend, midweek anyway, Uh, coming in playing what ostensibly turned out to be uh, 11 consecutive weekend, midweek games from um, the World Cup, the return of the World Cup, basically. Um, so he played three games, got injured, missed two games, and then came straight back in uh, in the Wolves game when they remodeled the midfield. They brought in Tiago uh, when it was uh, Bajetic and Naby and Tiago, and there was that kerfuffle around dropping Fab and Hendo. But it turns out they were ill. Um, anyway, that was the beginning. He played well. He's just deserved this place, but instead of dripping him in, playing him midweek or weekends. Um, or taking him off even 60 and 30, that um, he was just played. Uh, and he played 11 successive games with only two, um, game eight and game 10, he didn't start. Um, and then he's injured, and then he's going to be injured for the rest of the season, at least. Are you that person who has everything? the coolest merch, and those must-have fan threads. Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise, and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Um, this isn't going to be rocket science to anybody at the club, this kind of injury, right, for what's happened. Um, are you surprised that it's, um, it's come to this? No, well, I, th- I think like with kids, it's projection because, as I said, they, there's no, they don't build up this capacity to do this thing. Um, and you look at frames, you look at, they're constantly monitoring stress, stress signals within their body, within their system. Um, but it's what, how it's measured is against baselines of previous tests in their body. They don't have, there's there's no baseline of what uh, what Bicetic looks like yeah. um, internally whilst he's playing two games a week because he'd never done it before. No, he's so quite slight, though, guess, isn't he, physically? He isn't very big, and my guess is he is probably putting weight on as we speak. So I think he's growing, which um, that's a very common a very common outcome of of. Um, playing a lot, training a lot whilst you're growing is that the tendons get sore. Just one question, say, would any of the sports science or medical guys warned Klopp or any of the management that this... Warning isn't how it goes, dude. There's there's no... There there isn't that collaboration. At some point, 
okay. that Corny will have had this conversation. He must have. There's no way because they're friends on top of being a performance team. Yeah. Um, how I try to express this as much as, as often as possible. It's collaborative. At our best, we were we were collaborating beautifully. We are no longer collaborating in such a way, but they're all decisions come with a risk and there was obvious risk. The decision was made. This is the outcome. People weren't blind to it. So, so managers always have to make a decision where they're basing the potential risk of an individual getting injured versus the risk of the team playing worse because they can't have the players that they want on the pitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Was this? I don't want to use the word. Uh, I don't want to use that word. Was this too much of a risk? Not who, who knows. During the time when he was playing all the time, that um, Tiago was injured, we had this thing where Naby suddenly was never selected again uh, after Henderson came back and Fab came back in the team from them being injured and ill. Um, there have been like Ox was nowhere near the team for some reason. And we looked shaky. I think he picked him. If he'd have been 27 and he'd been treated this way and he earned his right, earned his place in the team and he kept getting his, uh, getting to start every week because he earned it, nobody would blink. It's the best form of management. It just seemed that people forgot he was this young or they just believed he'd be okay. And I think there's even a point where oh. they, they, they oh. probably went, uh, he'll be okay next week. Uh, and then such and such is back, but they weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is probably the thing that caught, that caused it. Cause, cause in this period, there's been a couple of times where Hendo suddenly wasn't fit when they were expecting it. So he did get taken out a couple of games, didn't he? Did he get taken, didn't start a couple in a row. Uh, he, that's what I said. He didn't start. So no, not a couple in a row, but the, but the, there was, uh, Palace and Man United where he didn't start. Yeah. Yeah. He's still got minutes, doesn't he? Yeah. He's still got minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But they weren't back to back. Um, and he played, yeah, he started nine of the 11, but he played 11 straight. Yeah. So rather than do what they're doing with Trent, which is typically taking him off 65, 70, and they, every other game or whatever it is, they just played him. Yeah, and he's largely been playing seven. Like I think he averages eighty-four in the games that he started. Yeah, which is high, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's just a proper starter that's not been rotated. Yeah, yeah. If it had been Naby, he'd broken as well, right? Probably. Um, it they wouldn't have done it to Naby. No, they wouldn't. No. That's the thing. They treated him like he was um, a oh, physical beer moth. And it turns out that he's not. He might be one day. It's possible, but he's not a huge grok, is he? So there, so there was risk. There was probably mitigation, but there was definite risk. And this is the outcome, sadly. So it's the old what you like to say: fingers in the plug socket, and then we got electrocuted. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the other one, weird one. Jordan Henderson, right? So he wasn't on the bench. He he came on as a sub on the weekend. What was the situation there, Say, si? Do we know? 
Um, he was ill. He, he mistrained, didn't he? Uh, right. And which he which he'd done which he'd done like four weeks before when uh, when Bajetic was um, having to play because he'd been ill. Um, yeah, it's uh, interesting. My feeling is that uh, he wasn't ill for the second game because he couldn't travel. He couldn't travel because he got he tested positive. That's all because they still some places still make you. Test. I was going to say the fact that he wasn't on the bench or around anywhere tells me he wasn't, he wasn't in the country. The, yeah, yeah, he wasn't allowed into the country, so it must be COVID regulation. Yeah, yeah, it's just COVID. Yeah, so he wasn't he, he wasn't ill. He was fine. <clears throat> he was ill last week or the week before, yeah, which but- which he ended up missing three days of training. But then he was fine and he, he recovered enough to to play. Um, uh, against full, uh, who would we play? Bournemouth. He came on. He, he came on against Bournemouth, didn't he? Yeah. And then um, that I think they probably planned on him playing against Real Madrid, but um, for whatever circumstance, they were they were forced to take a COVID test, and he still tested co- uh, positive because the tests are ridiculously sensitive, and you can test test positive up to three months after any symptom. Yeah, crazy. So once again, we're, we're we're too honest in our testing. Once again, <laughs> yeah, just let your wife take it. Yeah. This is what you. This is what you. This is what you've always said to do during the COVID season. So why why haven't City had any, under your dog's ass? Yeah, yeah. Why haven't City had any um, COVID tests? It's just well, you know, you can't get a positive tests if you don't test. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. But let's talk about that Liverpool lineup, that team sheet when it dropped. Um, what um, what was your what was your first impression when you saw it? Um, I think I've learned to be not shocked this season. Um, I, I thought the, the con- it was rumored. Is it? I, I don't know. You were on Twitter at the moment, but it was sort of flying around early doors and at about lunchtime that Milner was going to play in a two with Fab. Um. And that's what turned out to be the case because I think Jimbo said it in about a 10 o'clock tweet or something. Uh, Jim Pierce says. So I was, it's one of those where you sort of go, mm, I sure you can't do that. But I think this season has just taught me that actually he'll do anything. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it wouldn't have been what I picked. Uh, I think we chatted about it in the group. Um, I, if we're in such a bad situation that we're playing a 37 year old in a two man midfield at the Bernabeu. Uh, I think that says a lot about how our season's gone. Um, yeah. and, Curtis or Elliot? Well, um, you've got a plethora of options on the bench. I, mean, I know the obvious one, he would never play again, but even so, Navi could have played in there, Elliot could have played, Curtis could have played. Uh, there's so many options to play in there. Um, did, did he? Did did we just think that, well, Madrid have got two 36-year-olds on the same, that's, you know, we can be fine. We'll be fine. No, I, I, I don't know, Darth. I've, I've given up trying to learn. I thought it was a fairly. I was, a, you know, well, rather. I know, I know, I know. The Milner thing is incredibly disappointing, and it's just an end result of bad planning. But yeah, my, my, I was more interested in, to be honest, the four forwards thing. You know, what did you think uh, about I, the four? And, and okay, what did we? What did what did you think about the four forwards? How did you think we set up trying to use those four forwards? I we've chatted before, haven't we, about the fact that. Two of those, arguably three, are not great in build-up. So for me to play that set of forwards, if you like, in a side expecting to transition and and have those opportunities for them to do that, um, I thought was interesting. Uh, again, it wouldn't have been an approach to do, considering they were three goals that are good. 
And they were probably going to, as they did, just sit the back four didn't attack all game. So the space in behind was limited. The opportunity to utilise the, the strengths of two, three of those, the front forward, uh, was diminished. Um, I would have thought it would have been better to have players who were uh, 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 able to utilise the position we could have had and did have in patches. Um but they they chose to go with that, and I mean, as we'll see, the the XG was not even that was point six, wasn't it? Point point five something like that. So I don't think it worked. Um, I'm not saying yeah, Bobby I mean, Bobby deserved reason... to start, but he's another one that yeah, would be better. At it. It's just it's for me. It's so pl- poor planning. It really when, is. When, when you've got a, when you've got four forwards, the, the always question I ask is who, who's going to give them the ball? How are the, yeah. how are those four forwards going to get the ball? Especially yeah. when when Trent is facing his hardest opponent of the season, and he's just going to be completely occupied. Yeah, and, and you've, pin, you're pin isolating back. him further because you're only playing two in the middle, so cover yeah. is yeah. even even worse. So they lined up with a three, kind of, because uh, Valverde dropped in a bit. So your Fabi's going to have to go over and help out, or Mo's going to have to come back and help out. So you're changing your. It's not a steady two, is it? It's just blocking the passing lanes in front yeah. of the back four. It's just not that. Therefore, Milner's left with or your left, uh, left six. He's left with even more space to to cover, and that's your 37 year old. So, um, and Robbo did have some of the joy. He did have some progression, but then they were smart and they doubled up that time. So I think he, you're right. Who was going to get? I just it didn't make it. Honestly, it didn't make a lot of sense to me, but. As I said, I wasn't shocked because he clearly didn't want to play certain players, um, and he didn't. Uh, he, he, and they got we got. I think we got our deserves. I don't think we crave much. Um, and they they sat in and and arguably made us play that they, the way they wanted us to play. A question for you, Bart. Um mm-hmm. so Do you think if um, either Bajetics or Henderson had been available, there we would have we would have started with four forwards? No. Think I, think if, I think if Hendo had been fitted and started, and I think it would have been Milner, Fab, and Hendo. Yeah, and okay. I think I, I don't know who would have dropped out. Um, I think you could have tossed a coin between Darwin and Jota because yeah. I, I don't think, as we've said on here, I don't think Darwin's been great, and he wasn't great in this game. You know, he's just not been great on the ball. So, um, I would have thought Jota would have protected Robbo better. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. 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 You want to come in there? Uh, yeah, I don't think we played four forwards. Okay. Okay. I think we did the thing that um, I was told was the plan for G- for Gakpo long term before he signed. If you remember, and I thought it was absurd, but they but um, they reckoned he was going to play as an eight, and he played as our right sided eight. I think he. I think if he looked like Jordan Henderson, we wouldn't even be having this debate. He played as the right sided eight. Mm. Okay. Look at all of his, all of his uh, contacts, all of his defending uh, metrics. They're all he just played as the right side of that eight. Um, in, but he, but he, in you the agree, same way that Nabi would, agree, would or the same way that Hendo would. But you agree that he is a mid, he's a forward rather than a midfielder. I honestly, I don't know what he is. I still, I'm not convinced what he is. I don't, and I'm still not convinced of what Darwin is. Oh, well, um, I, I can tell way, you, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be calling Cody Gakpo a midfielder for a long, long, long time. He doesn't have any of the attributes needed for a midfielder, in my opinion. But he so doesn't. He, he doesn't. He was, he was an attacker. He was, well. he was an attacker for PSV. He's an attacker for Holland. Why is he? He is an attacker. 
Joe. I'm, I'm not arguing. I'm just saying what, but, what happened. Yeah. I'm just saying Where his he role in this game was, was the right side of eight. I we didn't play as a two. I've seen Dave uh, slander um, James Milner because he was in the wrong position because he was playing like we were playing with a three and we only had two. And it's not true. We were playing That's with a three. Yeah. We literally just played the exact same system that we've been playing for the last five years. It blew me away that we chose to play that system because I thought it was asinine. But we did. We just happened to change the players that were playing in it. Yeah. So you say it was more the double pivot, Milner and Henderson with... Um, no. no, it wasn't. It was It was the no, V. No, Milner and Milner and Milner and Fabinho, sorry. It was the V. It was It was Fab was playing deeper than Hendo. And then yeah, on uh, the, Milner on the average. And, and Milner was left and Gakpo was right. Okay. On the average touchback, they're all Fab and Milner were level. Okay. Well, no he, he played you no, know but he didn't get forward. So the t- touch maps are very, very often very close together. Gakpo is definitely in front of foul. A lot of touch maps. Okay. Gakpo is further forward, but yeah. is here. But that's just how Nabby's would be, or how Hendo's would be. It's just more oh, uh, fair enough. I, I I think he played it more centrally. Nabby and, and Hendo particularly play it really high and wide and right. Gapo is not as high, wide, and right as I've seen for Hendo and Naby. No, he didn't role. go right at all. Hendo, the, nah. the, the, um, the, in the two, well, two different phases where we change who plays wide, that it was Trent or Salah. Like, yeah. Gapo didn't go wide right at all. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. But that's the difference I'm saying from the other two playing that role. Gapo didn't, didn't, he stayed more in the central areas. Do, do you think, Sai, do you think that um, Gapo played the eight role in the same way that Elliot's played the eight role a lot of the time? No. Okay. But I think he took up the same positions. Yeah. I think without the ball, he did the exact same stuff. I think with the ball, they're very. When we're in possession, he they have very different attributes. I think how how Harvey plays it, how Hendo plays it, how Naby plays it, how Gakpo plays it, all different because they have different attributes. Yeah, so. one wants to come inside because he only has a left foot. One wants to go outside because. He, f- he thinks he has a cross. One wants to get in the box really early because he can shoot. I'm not sure what Gakpo does, but um, still. But they were all doing that. Same. He was right side of the day. W- watch it back. 100%. He just played as the right side of the day. And, and he defended better than most of the right side of the days we've played this season. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm- I'm not watching it back. I am not watching it. Back. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad, I promise you. It was pointless, but it wasn't was, that bad. I was going to say the first half wasn't as bad as I first thought when I watched it, because I have watched it back, but yeah, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> can, can I tell you one of the bit? Do you know the... Um, can we talk about the game? I was just going to ask Rosie what, I was just gonna ask Rosie what he thought of the... Uh, the, the four forwards as well, four attackers. So, whatever you want to call it, Rosie. What did you think of the team? Well, there isn't much to there isn't much to add there. Um, well, just give us the match summary then. Yeah, I agree. Um, the match summary was. See, this is interesting because it's such a contrast from that first game. I I I think this was worse. Um, although at half time it was point six four to point five eight in their favour, they had the only big chance. Um, but we ended up with 0.5 non-penalty to 2.23 um, for Madrid. They had 17 shots to our nine, 10 inside the box to our seven and eight shots on target to five. Um, 
But again, I keep talking about it, keep banging on about it. I always bring the big chances and the shot quality into the game. Um, they were at 0.17 and we were at 0.08 on the shot quality. They had four big chances to our zero. And that pretty much um, tells the story because they they had, was it one, two, one big chance in the first half, um, which was incredibly saved. Um, by Alison. Uh, unbelievably, an absolute miracle, that, it wasn't came it? From, it came from a set piece. Um, they had another clear opportunity when we had a corner and they, they attacked us and Vinicius played a ball across to Benzema and Gakpo actually got back there um, from the corner, sprinted back and managed to defend that one. But yeah, it, it's... And I don't know how it's zero defensive errors each... <laughs> <laughs> Robertson literally passed it to um, Camavinga or someone who played who played Benzema and uh, or Valverde it was um, but yeah the models are pretty much exactly the same interestingly we had 1.9 non-shot XG to their 1.4 which surprised me um, but yeah this was do you, Dan, do you think that's down to the value that they have, they gave uh, to the Nunes and the Gakpo chance that Mo set up in the first fifteen minutes? I, I thought I I expected we had two big chances and neither were big chances. Yes, so the non-shot yeah, yeah. would be higher. Of course, of course. Uh, but to me, it just looks like a um, a stats profile of a team that has absolutely controlled us. Um, for virtually 90 minutes. We had a couple of opportunities. We had the the more one where Rudy goes, does, does really well, but then he feeds Nunes, who shot straight the keeper, and then there's the other one that he kind of miscontrols. Then were the only two good opportunities we had. Um, but it's just a it's just a profile of a team that is in complete control because did, did you say there were no defensive errors in this game? None <laughs> on the ball. Robbo literally gave them a ball, which they yeah, created a one on one. I think they've got that wrong. Didn't Trent did the same as well. Trent did the same as well, eh? But not as egregiously as that. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I think there were defensive errors. If it leads to a shot from from an on, on ball. Error. It's it's a defensive error, so I think they've just got that wrong, um, clearly. And yeah, it, it's they were just in com- they were just in complete control. They had the f- big chance in the first half. We had a couple of opportunities, and then in the second half they were miles better and could have scored three, four. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> in fact, I think I'm having a look. I think it's our lowest. Non-penalty XG in the Champions League um, since, and I don't know if any will remember this, a 2-0 defeat to Atalanta at home in 2021. We had 0.2, not 0.2 XG. Um, Atletico Madrid away, the 1-0 defeat, we had 0.5. And in this, we had 0.5. So it's our worst. Um, And considering, Rosie, that we needed to score three goals saying there's a, there was a different role for one of them which I would be inclined to agree with but yeah yeah but well, it just tells you that the plan completely and utterly failed yeah yeah, yeah well, if you don't get Mo didn't take a single shot all game yeah so like that seriously how many, touches, the, how many touches did he have in the box I, I haven't got those figures but what did three. he have three three uh, yeah 
that's just way beyond the metrics of him having a good at us winning, isn't it? Unfortunately, and two of those create those chances. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, Nacho has um, really had the wood on now, hasn't he? When they played it against him, you know, he said he's yeah for such. You don't think he because he's not a regular. You don't think he's actually that good, but. I thought we had him on toast. He did, yeah. We just stopped passing the ball to him. No, I mean, because this is about the fifth or sixth time Mo's lined up against him, isn't it? So, anyway, zero shots for Mo is a big story uh, for the game as well. The other, sto- the other story um, before we go on is, is Trent, isn't it, Say in this game? Statistically not, but... Well, he got absolutely roasted. He had six dribble pasts. Yeah, I don't... he didn't have a good game, did he? But, 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 he's playing as the best left winger in the world. Hmm. Yeah. Like, come right. on! One he's playing against the best left winger in the world with a left with a left winger as the right side of eight. Yeah, but I'm just going to say it. But all I'm saying is that six dribble passes is pretty remarkable. I don't think I've ever seen that. Open game. Sit. They that that was their plan to dribble <clears> past <throat> Trent. They they got him facing up in an open game with lots of space for in front of him and behind him. And. I don't think he played well. I just don't know what you would expect from playing against the best winger in the world that just wants to dri- dribble past you. Mbappe or Vinicius, they would just do this thing, and they, and I'm not com- I'm not sure how much how much threat he created. Well, like so- they put down that goal, and the goal wasn't because Vinicius was playing against Trent; that it was fluke. Yeah, I'm just saying that six dribble pass is a very very large number, and I've not seen it before. It's a high number, yeah. It, is, it surprised me as well. And we we had a bunch, the Virgil, Trent, and uh, and Fab. They were terrible in duels and uh, and and attempted tackles. And Real Madrid absolutely dominated this game in possession, out of possession. The only we only did the things that they were happy for us to do. And there and the biggest story of this is Ancelotti bends Klopp over a table every time. So can we just stick on Trent for a bit? Because there was some lots of uh, stuff that you've been talking about on Twitter since then, Sai, about Trent and about and after the game there was the Carragher tweets and there was lots of stuff talking about him. Is there? Because I know you've you said you've done a thing on Trent. Have we got? Is it, I think this is a good time, Dan. No. Yeah, yeah. Go for look it. it. Look at the. the Analysis you did. Oh, so I. So what would the narrative say? So I, I tried to figure out what statistics because we've always tried to prove some, some find something statistically defensively that has anything to do with it with a player qualitatively, and mostly it's it's impossible to say. You can't say a player uh, tackle percentage because it means nothing. It's an opportunity based stat. Even Jules is an opportunity-based stat. You can kind of say that dual win percentage might be something, but even then there's this huge contextual, like it's easier for a Burnley player to win a higher percentage of Jules because it's it's always over a smaller area and there's another player stood next to him than it is in open play. The stats consultancy firms for Jules, don't they do like a possession-adjusted thing for dual winning to try and make it a bit more... Context. Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah, which they, which is exactly what I did over the last five years. And um, over the last five years, uh, uh, tr- uh, Trent's dual win percentage has gone down three percent. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. 
I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Is That's that three percentage points. The story points. of that is it's not a story. Is that three percentage points? Yeah, three percentage points. Okay. It was never very good, and it's three percent worse. So his his dual win percentage has gone down from fifty one percent to forty eight percent over the course of three years. I'm pretty sure for a fullback that's. But even the very, very highest players only have low 60s. Yeah. 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 So, so the flip side to that, side is, I don't know if you've got these figures, but the flip side to that is Trent to us has always been our playmaker. That's what we've talked about, or one of them. Um, what's his figures like this season for the underlying chance creation stats? Because it, I think he's only got two assists, but what's his expected assists? Uh, so he's only got two assists. I look through all of his big chances created. He has the most big chances missed in the league this season yeah. from what he's created. And he, he actually has, I, uh, I'm not, I'm missing the stats now because I haven't got the right page and it was about 400 different pages to, to <laughs> leaf through. But I looked at these last week and, um, I think he's created 13, he's created 13 big chances and he's got, um, three assists and last season at the same point he had 12 big chances and 11 assists so, so I was looking at it and it, at the moment he's our top expected assists with point three. yeah yeah he got point three in this game top. do you know do you know who's do you know who has missed the most big chances that Trent has created this season Darwin do you know who last season he created the most big chances for and this season he's only created two for? Mo. There's your story. Yeah. We you know this is the story I'm trying to get to and then, then this is my point. It, if, if what he is in the team to do is to create the expected assists, it's not his fault if people are missing the chances. And then if his duels are barely down 0.3 the defensive issue is not as bad now this is <laughs> sorry Dan do, let me just intersect it the difference so his his win percentage is not is only down 3% is just he is, he is facing 1.2 extra duels a game than he did three in 2020 in 1920 okay so th- so there's more exposure now less protection there's more exposure yeah 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 and is that tactical from him being deeper so he's getting challenged more or is that opposition teams 
Chuck we're out. losing possession and being trans- transitioned on. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? That that yeah. it's impossible to statistically say this, yeah, but yeah. that's what we've been talking about. So it kind of it kind of aligns to the statistics. But that point yeah. that point three five expected assist, Dan. That to me seems exactly the same as what he's always done. That seems like a high number. One of the best. Well, if you, I think, to be honest, I think if you look at last season, this it was his career season so far. But this this season's creativity numbers are in line with all the other ones from 17-18 so it's just it's just level below last season but last season is, is you know is above all his others so yeah but do you know do you know the biggest difference if you if you um uh, split all of the um the xa um into the, into the different uh breakdowns that understat does it's just set pieces his yeah. his set piece xa is down i think 3 on last season yeah, but his, his expected assist per 90 is his second best season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his second best season, but he's got two assists. In in um, 1920, he had 0.32 and had 13 assists. 1819, 0.26, 12 assists. Yeah. This season, 0.35, two assists. That's not his fault. No, and even in this game, Modi, he, he was the second, and the only guy who beat him in terms of XA and XT is um, the guy who roasted him six times. Yeah, so, but, yeah but, the perception that he had a poor I, game isn't, isn't right. Isn't Rosie, I don't think we need to get hung up on whether it's his fault or not. I think anybody listening to this show knows that assists is not the fault of the of provider. You're probably getting very angry about people who won't even listen to this show. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to contrast what people have got in their heads when they're analysing him, after this game, he seemed to get so much stick. And even there were tweets under size, some of the size tweets saying, uh, he's got to go, he can't play right back, he's got to play midfield, um, he's not good enough anymore. And statistically, to me, it doesn't seem that there's much difference. Now, in a game like this, yes, it looks terrible. He's been dribbled past six times. And that is, a, I think that's a really good stat for showing someone who's exposed one-on-one. I really do. But he's exposed one-on-one by, I think, arguably one of the best players in the world this season. So, fair enough. Um, it's that I just want people to put the whole... Um, the whole the whole sample of stats into someone's role. Yeah, I think I think the way I would say, and I wasn't on Twitter after the game, so I, I'm not sure, but I can imagine that the, the the exit was so meek and so so pitiful. You know, uh, you know what, what we were trying to do to stop going out of Europe. That people are just lashing out left, right, and centre. Yeah, but it doesn't help when the two biggest so BT went on about it. Like Rio went to town, and on CBS, the American market, which a lot of people watch the feed. Uh, Carragher went up to town. So it doesn't help that the media... Yeah, yeah. So come, do you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm no, not disputing what you're saying. Si had a bit of a debate with Carragher, didn't he? He did, yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying to you, that's, that's where a lot of the, the four comms for. People are pissed off at the result. You took the two comms teams from the two biggest outlets yeah. in the game. I, to be brilliant. honest, I, I, I watched all of BT and the, and the whole post-match. I didn't particularly pick up any Trent bashing, I have to say. To be fair, I'm not they, they highlighted him. Rio highlighted him deliberately. I on watched, the goal. There was, yeah, there was an hour post match, and there was there was there wasn't. I didn't come across thinking, "Wow, they were really mean on Trent there." In that, really? I, I thought you missed it. I thought it was at least five minutes where they were just going on Trent. Rio Rio was properly going up and in on him. Yeah, 
Carrick did for 10, 15 minutes with, with Terry on rear Mikarishi. Can, can I can I just contextualise that? You know, we talked about XA, right? Take the XA out for a second and just just literally the big, this, the quality of chance that he has created this season has been missed and the context of the game. Is that is that worth talking about? I, I, I think it fits a narrative. In this right? match? Just like literally this season, because he didn't create big chances in Real Madrid, did he? No. No. Um, so we have uh, one, two, three, four, nine big chances when the game is within one. Yeah. That have yeah. been missed. Uh, eight of those have been missed, one saved. Okay. I, that's he's oh. had a point seven two, a point seven six, a point five six, a point six seven missed. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Sorry. So, yeah. what do you think would happen? Say if it, say if all nine of those become goals, right? What do you think the narrative would be? Say, why is he not in the England squad? <laughs> so, all that matters is 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 is. is Number, his goals and assists. Is that what you're saying? John John Terry was the greatest centre back on earth because he scored 13 headers in a season. I, I think Dan, what matters is one, they've not converted the chance, the quality, high quality. Some of those numbers there that Sajid said, high quality chances that he's created have not been converted at critical times in games, as well as us switching and swapping our right sided eight with as was highlighted earlier, different profile of players, and then the drop-off from some other players who used to protect him. So then he is then doing having to do more defensive duels, which has exposed him defensively, and then people create a narrative around the mistake <clears throat> that he has made. Now, I know it's an intangible, but a lot of people that I listen to about Trent seem to think that he's sulking, he's got an attitude problem this season, thinks he's too big for his boots. Is there any comment on that? I think that just comes in, for me that's lazy journalism I think the other bit from size stats there which are absolutely awesome mm-hmm. is that they're go ahead right Si? You say they were uh, minus one uh, They're all within one, so, so, right. so we got, so we got big, we got big got, um, like nil-nil against Brighton right. This is what I'm saying. 65% so, chance against Brighton and nil-nil. So Previously, when we were at our peak, we would go ahead and then cruise the game, right? So that if we those are going in, there's a there's a, a narrative that we would have gone into that mode of just cruised out of the game, and therefore he wouldn't have been counted on. He wouldn't have had to defend because we're one nil up. But we've gone behind so many times this because we're missing those big chances that we they're, they're going to come at us. They're going to he's going to have to do a bit more defending. I mean, one point, whatever it is, extra game is, is not a lot, but it is in context. So I think some of that is those big chances go in. Not only do we get more points, we're also in a better game state where we don't have to defend as much. Or we, do you know what I mean? We, we can maintain and we don't have to push for the for the equaliser or the winner. I think it's all about the fact that we, for me, that we're not putting the chances away at the top, and we're having to, and we're not defending very well as a team, and we're going behind. In the first instance, where we weren't doing all through his, his success has been built on us keeping a clean sheet. We go ahead and then we just sit there and we keep hit the ball and then we go again and get another one. That's not happening this season. Well, we, we, we've ever since Trent has broken into the team six years ago, we've been talking about how te- every single team attacks down our right. And it, even in his first season, it always used to be between Lovren and Trent. 
and the game against Roma, we were absolutely away in the Olympico. We were absolutely mm. slaughtered. Uh, you know, so that's nothing new. It's targeting him rather than Van Dijk and Robertson is nothing new. But weirdly this season, it's not. It's the opposite. Mm. Yeah, because well, Van Dijk's more human We actually see more chances yeah. down our left than our right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just saying, it's, this is not, what, what teams yeah. are having to do, what, the te- what, the, what they're doing is nothing new. And, no, and let, we don't believe Trent is in the height, uh, the height of his form. That's not what we're saying here. We don't believe he's in the best of form. But I do imagine, I don't know what you guys think. If he is doing the thing that he, that made him famous in the first place, he's creating these big, high quality chances in the same way that he did. And now they're not going in and people are slaughtering him, not the lads that are missing it. Oh, I think I think Nunes has been I think Nunes has been slaughtered. You know, a little I really, bit. I, I, I think. I, I oh, mean, he's he's not much. I, I think he's been. To be honest, he's been slaughtered more by opposition fans. He's been slaughtered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on TV, yeah. they're what they're slaughtering Trent. Yeah, they're not slaughtering Nunes. Hmm. Not at all. I'm not seeing everybody's mullering Trent. So my point is not that who's mullering who. My point is that if if he's doing the thing he thinks is his job. And he is being, and he is being constantly criticised because because the thing that he's doing isn't working anymore. Yeah, the, yeah. it's going to get your confidence. That's all I'm saying. All right. So we okay. So yeah, right. Just wanted to ask Rosie about uh, the, the intangible question on the laziness and the big boots and all that. Too big for his boots. Um, do you do you, what did you think of his comments after the Bournemouth game, Rosie, which got widely quoted in the media? about Bournemouth wanting it more. They just wanted it more. I personally thought that was absolutely brain dead. And that's just going to feed that narrative, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was... I mean, why say that? Good God. So, I I know somebody who know who was Trent's um, youth team, um, one of his youth team coaches and managers when he was like 12, 13. Um, and they said that Trent is had the worst attitude of any footballer they'd ever come across. They said there was he was the most talented, but had the worst attitude. But said they tried to bang it out of him in various different ways. Now that must be something he is still aware of now. And maybe, maybe he sees something of that in some of the other players. Um, but to come out after a game like that, maybe maybe his manager had just said it. Yeah. He was just repeating <laughs> what his manager had just said. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? And, to, and to be fair, Van Dyke got absolute pelters for being stroppy against um, Bournemouth, not just from us. Lots of people called him immature and a baby, and didn't they? So it's just—I just think it's not quite Conte levels of yeah. openness. Anyway, uh, should, it, yeah. it's just should we a, talk about the game a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> but, we segue into those two things together. Yeah, the attitude of Trent or the attitude of our players and this game, and who you just talked about being a big baby. Um, and the big chances that, that um, Rosie was talking about earlier were... Tied um, all together for us. Another brilliant save from Ali. Um, no, it wasn't. It was Gakpo getting back. 
uh, and blocking off Benzema, who who had a bad touch. Otherwise, he'd have been clear for a goal when they broke from our corner. And um, the the moment where we lost lost possession, there were five players deeper than Gakpo. One of them was called Virgil Van Dijk. On the moment that um, that Gakpo made a, a save, having run, uh, made a block, having run ninety two meters ish, um, Virgil was fifteen or twenty meters away, still outside the box. Jogging. So, what's the solution with Virgil then? Say, you said you, you make, no, no, no. But you, I asked you about this. Remember, I asked you the specific question on the Bournemouth pod, and you think it's can't run or won't run? And you, think, I, you I said think it's won't. You said it's won't. Now, yeah. I, I, I think if the game is on the line, I, I do you know what? I think if it was um, nil nil. In the tie, he would run. Okay. But Bournemouth was nil nil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's we're got three years. He's, 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 I know, but he's our second highest paid player. He's got three more years in his contract. So what's the solution? There's no solution. You just got old players, old, no. old grand, grand eat, old players. Eat that contract, age. is that what you're saying? Eat it. I don't. Well, I don't think he's t- terrible. I, I think he's absolutely usable as long as as long as everybody else is playing well around him. I just don't think he's good enough to save everybody anymore. No. Yeah, he's not superhuman anymore. No, I think we've seen that. I think we can but, all agree on that. Sorry, no, sorry, Bart. Talk to me about builder. Talk to me about our builder play in this match. What? How, what was our plan to build up? You love talking about this in our <laughs> Discord group with Patrick, with Diego. What about? Five or six others as well. What 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 was the plan? Because for me, it looks like we had three players in the eleven who barely got involved in our build-up phase. Nunes, yeah. Jota, and Gakpo. That's what I was saying before. I was lost. I don't know. It it, it Darwin wasn't involved at all unless Mo brought him into the game. Um, a lot of uh, we we Darwin was into... job. Do we agree that Darwin has to be on the end? of everything we build rather than in the build-up. Uh, is that the only option for him? Well, it debates whether you want him inside or not, isn't it? But, yeah, I mean, true. <laughs> uh, being at the moment, no, I, I wouldn't blame. Um, but, yeah, if, if you're going to play him, he's got to be on the end of it. He can't be in any other phase. I mean, even this, in this game, when we'd, we'd worked an opportunity to play him in um, in the limited space behind the fullback, he didn't, he didn't make the run. So I thought early on in the first what, 20 minutes, even the first five minutes, we'd got Mo in um, and he was trying to create an opportunity. Was there the one we won, won the ball back? Was that five, ten minutes in? We wins the ball and plays in. And then um, Darwin has the shot that you called Muck in the group. Uh, was that in the first five minutes? Was that early on? I yeah, five minutes yeah. in that was. Yeah. yeah, so that was an opportunity um, where Darwin was on the end of something. But for me, it takes a touch too wide. Um, and, and the chart opportunity goes for the takes to near the goal. But I thought generally it was, it seemed to be to play Mo, get the ball to Mo as we tried to do yeah. and try and create an opportunity. If Cody was playing better, which yeah, he was playing, he was playing deeper. Sorry. He wasn't, I don't think it helped him. Jota was not involved. I mean, in the connections between the front rear written down, there are, there are none. Um, there's one line uh, between uh, Mo and Jota. Uh, that's it. The, the other connections are, are minimal. Um, but this isn't, go... this, this isn't anything new for Joshua, is it's it? It's not. Because we spent 
most of last season talking about how Jota's a nine, not not, and his his weakness is build up. Yeah, right? I mean, and again, he's more involved than Darwin in this. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. more involved than so Jota is more involved than Darwin, but Jota's still not good enough to be involved in build up. No, uh, and that's but then we have, we've had this debate before about how many players you can carry. Yeah, right, and it seems to me that we played wherever we played Cody and. We played Jota and Darwin. We're carrying almost three players, yeah. And it, 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 did, it didn't. To me, it didn't function at all. I don't. Whatever <laughs> thoughts we had on this, it's it didn't work. I mean, in the first, there was a first twenty minutes that we had probably our. I don't want to say best chances because they weren't really chances, but you never know if one of those goes in. But we're still three down. I, I don't see what the the pattern of play was to to get the ball into the areas that would create because you, you're effectively saying we're going to play down our right because they know that Darwin isn't going to be involved in any, any build-up play. Yeah. On that so they, then, they treble team, they treble team moments sometimes in the second half. Yeah. On that, Dan and Phil, what, what do we make of Darwin being our second best X air per 90 then at 0.32? I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> This is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super-fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Well, it's because he can get into the box and he gets into... Yeah, he, remember the... Remember Opta... to be quite on the end... No, but he could play the last pass. Well, yeah, but even then, Sai would dispute some of the ones that have gone it's, down as assists and said he's got nothing. <laughs> but, but in, but terms then, of our, in terms of XA, he's third behind Trent and Salah. Yeah, yeah, but in this game, you've got nothing. He registered nothing. Well, of course, in this game, yeah. But, uh, and that's what I'm trying to so say. In the games where he can do that, like United. <clears throat> Yeah, where there was opportunities for us to, to utilise his, his pace, he was in the right area. Well, but even then he didn't do, he wasn't great on the ball. We all said that at the time. So I, I just think it seems to me he's got a very specific game that he can be involved in. And going away to a, a Madrid side who are 3-0 up, who are going to put their back four in and then play two old masters in front to not do anything, it's, it's not the game for Darwin to do that. I... I it, it, he's not going to produce anyone from from the the limited sample we have at the moment. Um, maybe if he's down the middle, could have occupied uh, the old saying of occupying centre half. I don't know, but out wide, he, he, he might as well not played. My my suggestion for that um, that question, uh, Dan, is that 
it's that his ex his ex a because the because of the opportunities when he's involved are nearly always similar to a one on one. They're always in transition. Um, so if he makes a chance, it's always a really high quality chance. The likelihood of him getting the opportunity to make that chance is very low and infrequent. Yeah. If that makes sense, yeah. but when he does, it's a really high quality because there is really only him and Mo in the box against one other defender because they're so fast. Yeah, so we sh- we shouldn't really be looking at um, XA. We should more be looking at who's the best in the build up. And in terms of the build up, his stats are is is one of the lowest at zero point one nine. Like the fourteenth lowest, um, Gomez has had a more. third of what Mane's was. Canate, Allison's had more XG build up than uh, Gakpo Nunes and Salah, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I, I think it's reductive to compare him to other players, but it, it, to compare him to other people that have done his role, I think that I think that's why I compared him to to Mane and also to Jota when he was playing the left wing. Like, because mm. then you can see, can our system work with that? lad doing that thing yeah Yeah. and and the problem is that um when we've got Gakpo playing 10 and Bobby used to have an XG build around uh, 0.5 and Gakpo's is 0.11 there's your issue yeah yeah and and it started to transition while I'm um monopolizing this it (laughs) it started to transition with Mane when he moved into the center forward last season when we got when we got Diaz that's when the system started to change. But Mane was just doing it the that. same way. That, Mane was just doing it the same way that Jota had done it. He was the nine, wasn't he? Rather, but, yeah. Yeah, but Mane as uh, as the false nine, as he, he wasn't false, but Mane is the actual nine. He was yeah. at point, uh, point two and Bobby's point five. So how we created totally changed because of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just... I'm genuinely still blown away by Nunes' stats profile, and I'm not sure how to marry that with how I see his role in the team because we've still he's got five shots per nightmare, one point one five non penalty goals or assists per nightmare. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just see what I'm. See what yeah, I'm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got I, three I, shots in this game. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. 87% my, passing. Yeah, my advice would be. I mean, I, I would say anything. Not doing the tracker. No, my, my, and if you notice one thing that is not in the tracker at all, assists and assists and key passes are not in there. It's all shots and goals. Not, yeah, Rosie. I, I, I would just treat it. I think the goals and the shots is his bread and butter, and I'd say anything to do with assists is a bonus for me. So, and I'm what what is confusing me is why not use him like you're saying to just be getting on the end of chances. Well, what I was trying to trying to yeah, and I, that was one thing I was going to say was, but I was kind of complete the set with. Phil, but it's the balance of the, of the four players, isn't it? Um, because yeah, and exactly. we, we, we've got two players who want to get on the end of stuff with Jota and Darwin. We've got one player who 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 is who's world class and can do the whole package. He can do the finishing, he can do the creating, he can do the build up. That's Mo. Yeah, and then we've got the other guy, Cody, who you know, as I said, you, you're meant to be playing him as a tent. He's yeah. central all the time. He he's deeper. But his passing range is is I'm just going to say it's mediocre. 
Yeah. yeah it, it, it's, for, for somebody who plays in that luxury position, he's not much of a luxury player. He's not. He's not. I mean, in his game, though, he received the same number of passes as, as Mo. He got yeah. seven progressive versus 11. <clears throat> his passing race in the 80s, which is one of his better games, because he's not yeah. quite low. Yeah. Jota is just, to be if you're looking at that kind of level of metric, Jota's the standout of the worst one. He's got a 67% passing yeah, success yeah. rate. Yeah. He's got, he received more passes than Darwin, yeah. um, including seven progressive, and he did nothing, absolutely yeah. nothing with it. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and he's still nowhere near fit, is he? No, he's nowhere near fit. So yeah. I think the bit we haven't got today, and that's not a criticism, is the off ball. I, I still think he's better from Jota than it is Darwin, because in this yeah. game, Darwin kept kicking people when he root. Like so that that's an out, isn't it? It gives the opposition an out. Diogo had fifty five percent ball retention. Yeah, that's shocking. It's a shocker. Do you know what the biggest shocker is? Robbo had sixty six percent ball retention. I was going to say I was looked it up there. Is it sixty eight percent pass rate? Isn't it? It's, it's absolutely yeah. shocking. If you're given sixty six percent ball retention that deep in the pitch, you're call, you're causing real bad transition moments. I really, really hate that Ibu is seventy six percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cut, like Virgil's ninety four for the season. Um, Matip's ninety three for the season, and Ibu is eighty. Yeah. What have you got? Have you got long ball rate for passing for Trent? Have you got uh, any of that? In the, don't worry, we haven't got a turn. I was just twenty eight percent, seven of nineteen in this. Yeah, twenty eight percent, which is I just wanted to do that. No, Thirty seven on FB for this match. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the analysis is top notch, but we do need to talk about the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, is is the only logical conclusion then that instead of playing Jota and Gakpo and Nunes, that either you play Bobby or you play Elliot or you play Jones or you play in the front three? We talked about yeah um, to give you their be- give you that better balance. Get your balance and get your profile of your player in a in a position that suits them. Because we, we almost like because we brought on, we brought on Elliot, we brought on Bobby, but then we took off the two lads who want to be on the end of things. Yeah. And then we had the team yeah. of number tens. It was like a, it was like a Brendan all, team all at the end, wasn't it? Yeah, all this is all on Klopp, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say we brought on players that all wanted to defeat and went to turn and play. They didn't. Yeah, no one there was no one ahead of them. No, exactly. But had they been there at the start. Or a balance between the two. Yeah. No, Harvey, Harvey is a really weird character in that he tends to have quite high ball retention, which is lovely. Mm. He he is all over the charts for teenagers uh, with uh, progressive passes. Yeah. But meters per progressive pass are minuscule. He's like 2.8 meters per progressive pass. Yeah, one of the only ones I can remember was that one the other day against Bournemouth where he, he plays a lovely um, flicked ball to the back post that Nunes had. It was offside, yeah. yeah. But you can't yeah. remember many more because all the others is just turning inside and giving it five yards or giving it seven yards and playing yeah. the safe pass. And I know sometimes maybe it shouldn't, that's not as, it needs to go further than that to be a progressive pass. But it's that kind of pass, isn't it? It's that safe pass. It just there doesn't seem to be much incisiveness. No, he's got he's got no key parts. Yeah, got two key parts. Yeah, 
can lose the ball a bit with those passes because he's attempting him, but yeah. some of them are absolutely inch perfect. And uh, Nabby as well. And that that's the difference. It's the incisiveness, it's the risk taken. It's can a different I, role of player, though, isn't it? It's a different profile of player. It's just, I don't know if it's a different role, but it's definitely, yeah, he does different things for sure. Yeah. Can, I, can I also add, because we're talking about this game, that uh, this was, I, I banged on about this for weeks. This was Virgil's highest progress, me, uh, progressive metres per pass this season. He, he made three brilliant um, switches. And no, two brilliant switches and one brilliant ten, packing 10 to get, I think it was Jotter in. Um, and he took it a little bit wide, but like he hasn't been doing that at all this season. And and in uh, in this game, I think he didn't defend very well, but he he actually was much more expansive in his passes. He also made a uh, hundred forty six meters in, in carrying as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems high for Virgil. Yeah, forty percent progressive. Seems high for him. You know. Yeah. Okay. Um. Say si, anything else on the actual game? Um, that because we spent so long talking about the cut, almost like the, the tactics and the selections. Uh, you know, anything on the particular game that you want to focus on? Because we've done Vinicius, we've done Trent, we've done Ali, I suppose. We haven't done Ali. Ali was absolutely unbelievable, apart from just man of the match again, apart from 2.3 um, expected goals against him, and, and he, he lets in one, which was incredibly fluky. He made two of the greatest saves you'll ever see. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was up there with um, the Shevchenko Dudek one, to be honest, that one from Vinicius. Yeah, but uh, that was unbelievable. But I like, like, you, nobody will remember this, but one of the great footballing moments of my life was uh, um, France against Brazil in 86 semi final. And uh, Joel Batts made this top hand save going uh, from Socrates in, in going into the top corner. And it was an unbelievable, just touched it onto the bar. And it was, it would have gone in off the bar otherwise. And it, the athleticism was unbelievable. Like the thing that he did to stop. Um, Vinny's going in from close range, right? That is that's incredible. Uh, Strong arm reflexes, but he barely moved. It was unbelievable. But my just from my personal preference, I love the flying, the agility to get up to that um, Camavinga shot. Yeah, unbelievable. It was was on its side. Yeah, it deflected off Milner as well. Well, yeah. I think it was already in flight when it deflected. It was yeah, it's like nothing was going to get past him today. Yeah. Like in the biggest, he is what Liverpool used to be two years ago. The biggest moment you're going to see the biggest performance from me. I'm better than you on the yeah. biggest of all stages, and we don't currently have any other player that can do that. No, nah. even the goal we got let down by, the, yeah. Should have cleared and it again, out. And, and again, again, and, and again, again, and again. Yeah. I'm not sure there's anything else worth saying about this match. You, you, you know he's had the best. You know he's having the best season of his career. Alison, no. most opportunity to. Yeah. No, yeah. but in terms, yeah, because he's a, if you you know when you do the big big five leagues combined on um, FB Ref, uh, that's only the domestic leagues. 
when you look at um so he's he's leading that in all the big five leagues with eight point two goals saved. Um but when you look at his profile and you factor in all competitions, he's ten point eight goals saved this season. I, I always wonder, you know thirty six nineties, that is, ten point eight. And and his got, previous he's... his previous highest in his career was nine point three. Unbelievable. I always wonder, we've talked in the past about um, like profiles of goalies and who will be good at the top teams and like there's Pope or um, whatever the bell end was at Burnley before him that went to United, all of those shitty players. And and how many times you've seen a shitty a goalkeeper from a shitty team that's, that makes 25 saves a game um, go to a top team and then they're rubbish. Like United have a trail of them. We've had a ton of them in the past. Mm. Um, and... You, what you what you never see is a top top goalkeeper at the top top team getting the the opposition chances that you would if you played for Burnley or Fulham or Wigan or what what like imagine the numbers that Ali would put up if he was playing for a shitty team that just had a ton of saves a game. Ever. He's I still doing Brevin, that right? under our circumstances, where we're where we're not where we, <laughs> we just give high quality chances. We don't give a high volume of shots. He is so good, but if he had all of the volume of shots as well, we'd be talking probably like forty goals saved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bart, anything you caught your eye? You want to race anything in your anything in your database that you really um, highlighted? Well, no, I mean, the only bit for me. Like their goal, I know it's a bit of luck. They strung 16, 17 passes together. Moved yeah. it left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Out of it. I, I know it was a bit of luck. And the most annoying thing, Benzema stood in what you know, we call zones 14, whatever was anyone talk about it, unmarked. Yeah. They just they spread it, pull the player out, goes to Canavinga, fires a ball straight into him. He stood there unmarked. I mean, that that's... You've done all of that work. That was 70, 70 odd minutes tonight, was it? 72, 76 minutes. So yeah. you, you've you've roughly rode the tide, but Ali's pulled off two worldly saves. Um, you, you've kind of said you're not going to get embarrassed. And literally, you leave their best, their forward, unmarked, his own 14, gets the ball, spins. Yeah, it's a bit of luck, but you get, they get a bit of luck because they've basically done a, a like 16 pass move to create that opportunity. It was I, I know we don't want to talk about opposition goals, but... The way they constructed that space, and then to have him stood there going, go on and give me the ball. And they gave him the ball, fired it in between two of our players and span and it went off. I mean, just sometimes you you got to admire the, the build-up play. And the fact that they had Crooks and, and Modrics run out of midfield, rally with Canavinga uh, yeah. for the whole game with Valverde tucking in. It was, I just, I know this is a Liverpool pod, but you just have to say, I think Rosie said it in the chat, he was just sitting there watching this midfield perfectly balanced, yeah. functioning beautifully yeah. as a team. And then to rub it in our face, they bring <laughs> on the guy that we, we nearly signed for 10 minutes. <laughs> for 10 minutes. Well, yeah. Our highest XG uh, value was 6%. Yeah. That's shocking. They, they didn't get our second gear and they created over 2 XG. It's just, I just thought it was really, um, I think Sai said it on the morning of the pod, morning of the game, he said it would be a sterile possession game or it'd be quite fun. Uh, I'm not sure which version of that it was, but I, I just, it, I think we tried to go for a sterile and ended up, we got nicked at the end, but they, they still created 2XG from basically doing nothing. No real game. Um, 
yeah, I just thought the only thing in the visit, it was vaguely interesting. We, we had a best period around the, the chances, so uh, 16 to 30, that was about it. Have you seen the um, Have you seen the second half shot map, chaps? I put it in the I put it in the chat. It's absolutely horrendous. So we have one shot yeah. from Harvey Elliott from about thirty five yards. Wow! <laughs> and Real Madrid have got seven shots clustered between six and sixteen yards out, all within the width of the frame of the goal. It's just shocking. Yeah, there's a, there's a moment that we had a period in the game that there was a, that from one of Ali's saves, I think it was like 19 minutes in or something like that, um, that we then, um, they had three touches in the final third um, between 20, 22 minutes and half time. And um, we had 17 touches in their box in that period and six shots in their box. Um, But also going to what Darth was saying about build up, right? In that period of time, um, there were, take the goalie out, but their um, lowest um, number of touches, their play with the lowest number of touches still had more touches than Mo, Jota, Nunes and Gakpo. Not combined, but individually. We we had the ball, we had some chances and we still didn't get those lads more of the uh, uh, more of the ball. We're night like in t- in 25 minutes, Jota had seven touches, Nunes had four touches, Gakpo had 12 and Mo had had 15. Like you want Mo to have more of the ball, but like when you're on top, get more of the ball. Yeah, yeah. This is mean? A, like this is they, they still all had fewer touches than Benzema. Like Vinny had 29 touches in that period, and Nunes had four, this and is, we were the ones in ascendancy. Yeah, that's exactly what Phil said at the start of the pod. What he was worried about was it's no good playing four forwards if. I know you are saying one of the roles was different side, but there's no good having four forwards on the pitch if they're never getting the ball. I, I couldn't agree more. So, I mean, so you, put, you know you said about the weakness is now more between Virgil and, and um, Robbo, right? So yeah. the short map shows that. All of their shots bar yeah. three are in that channel. Yeah. It, 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 it's including the biggest circles in the game, which isn't yeah. a goal, by the way. Ours, yeah. ours is a force field just around penalty spot. We don't get anywhere near break that penalty penalty spot line. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. they sat deep. They sat four in. I mean, yeah. and, and, and they and we never. We got yeah. one move. We got. I think we off. stressed them twice in the whole game. Yeah. And even then, yeah. they still the, like the biggest stress moment when Mo slotted through um, into Darwin, oh. but that was from a ricochet. That was that was unlucky for Real Madrid, and even then, Darwin had a shot, and he had uh, Militao closing <laughs> him down. Yeah, yeah. And then the second half, we had a similar opportunity, didn't he? And Mo just didn't play the pass right. I think was that the one we tried to cut inside. Yeah, that was yeah. the big break, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, that's two opportunities. Just anyway, <laughs> done that. <laughs> um, so I thought uh, thoughts on uh, Ox. <laughs> Ox's uh, cameo. I thought. He, he and, had, and being he, used as a sub as well. Uh, 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 do you know? Okay, there are two things here. One, 
I have no idea what he's doing with, with team selection, with squad rotation, any five of that Five minutes garbage. since January? Five minutes, is it, since January? It makes no sense at all. Carvalho goes out for months and then suddenly he comes on for two minutes and three games in a row. It, like, Naby is done forever. Ox is done forever. Then suddenly comes out of nowhere to jump ahead of other lads who are on the bench that have played. Matip can't ever get a kick ever again. Like I, it not I don't understand what what his team selections are doing. I and this is I'm not in any way suggesting cl- that that Klopp is done or he should be sacked or any of that. It's just that it doesn't make any strategic sense right now. Um, I'd love to see the reasoning. I'd love to see a thread behind the reasoning of the of the selections. Um, Ox eventually came on. Great. If Ox is good enough to come on against Real Madrid away when you desperately need a goal, surely he could play against Bournemouth when you desperately need a goal. Yeah. Yeah. More, more importantly, I, I think we do have to highlight, we have praised Klopp to the nth degree on this podcast over the years yeah. for selections, for rotation, for um, tactical decisions. And this season, he has... I think been average at best. In terms, yeah. If we if we talk, we've talked before about like points a manager adds to a team. Yeah, and I think at, at our bet, I'm always probably down on where normal where most people are in terms of this because look, people love a god, and I uh, I think I think we've settled on in the past something like you can add plus or minus 14 points for a, for a coach, like the very best of coaches at their very best. I, I think and that's it, high, but yeah, yeah. And I think that's quite high as well. If you're talking 14 points, I think that's, I think maybe the very best coach has that one season where he has added that many points. This season Klopp's added no points to our team. And, and if we're all brutally honest, there is a good chance that he's lost a good few. And I, I, I've said uh, before I, Took my sabbatical from Twitter and on Discord. I, I actually think he's had a bad season. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I think Klopp's had a bad season, and the thing is, he's earned a bad season. He's earned. A, yeah, and it's a question of, okay, so how long? How long was he earned being bad for? That's the only question now, really. And can he? And can he turn it around? I, I have this uh, this conversation with coaches at work, and and like there, there's. Point, let's not. Sh- let's not. Let's not. Yeah, bad means cotton, but bad means yeah, it's I having a know, negative I mean, impact. I think, but... I think it's definitely cost us points this season. Hundred percent, hundred percent cost us points. So, so coaches at work asked me about in the same way that I've talked in the back in the past about other teams and other coaches, and they don't understand my take. And and my take is that whatever we we could do doesn't matter what happens if we don't win another game, Klopp still plays out his contract. Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, he's the only got... way Klopp leaves is if Klopp leaves. Yeah. Or I don't know. Change of management. I, I, change I of can't management. see a way he gets sacked. I, I, I think I, I, I'm with you, Sai. I think he's earned that, but I think it will be really, really painful if we go through another season where he costs us up to ten points. Yeah, but me too. I, but he, I, but yeah. the fans will blame I the owners. That, I think that's the. I think that's the sample. I think he can. He can. It can add ten points or cost us ten. Yeah, the the, the, the fans will blame the owners for sure, right? Absolutely, you're right there, and that. But that that doesn't mean that 
that he can sustain a level levels of bad performance indefinitely. I don't think he can survive three years of this level of performance. Yeah, um, I think I think if he carried on next Klopp, season, yeah, and I think Klopp's honest enough himself to go. Well, I yeah, he, he did a Dorman and Mance, didn't he? Yeah, Mance, yeah. He, he said, but I think just to say, uh, Rodi, he said minus ten or plus ten. Actually, if he'd just been level, as in zero. Absolutely, we'd have been top, have been top four this year. Of course, but that's what. So that's, so that's what I'm saying. That's how bad a season Dan, he's had. Dan's probably right in terms of it being a bad season. So he, he's probably cost us about seven at the moment, maybe, and that's just a figure out of thin air. But it's something we we might need to dig into and have a look at some of the substitutions and why have you in crucial game moments and things like that for next week's pod. You know, we've yeah. got to do one. <laughs> but. Yeah. Um, that's 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 my range of a manager. I think managers have a twenty ten, point ten. Right, ten, 10 points more, ten points less. Depending on obviously if you're a relegation team, it might be a bit less because there's not that many points for you to play for. But in our situation, I think at times we've been a eighty eight, eighty nine point, ninety point team and Klopp's added ten. That's that's where I'm coming from. Okay. When we've yeah. got, you know, the manager's job is to make in any walk of life is to make his team more than the sum of its parts, and and, and, and and we're not, and we're not make the best use. you make use of the be- make the best use of your resources, and yeah. make the team more than the sum of its parts. And he's failed on both those counts this season. Yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah. Any other business from anybody else? There's there's not enough cricket on the moment, Dan, to distract me. No, we need some more white ball cricket. Actually, we're in basketball. I don't, yeah, we'll do. Anyway, yes. And anyway, that has been your Under Pressure podcast for this week. We will be back during the international break for some kind of deep dive slash Q and A slash. You know, that we will have some analysis. We will have some stats, but we will be back uh, next Monday. Until then, up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.